Hello. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. Um, first episode ever of Juicy Conversations with Julie. Um, I'm Julie. I will be your host throughout the many juicy conversations we have here. And well, this is my podcast. Um, for context, I'm a politics and economics student. I'm currently in my final year and I study in the UK. Alongside that, I'm also a jour- well, an aspiring journalist. And I'm currently the deputy editor of my uni's political magazine. And with that magazine, I've done a little bit of podcasting and radio shows, which I realized I really, really enjoy and wanted to do more of. So a couple of months ago, I thought, well, why not start my own podcast? And after a lot of brainstorming, mental breakdowns and a lot of help from a lot of people, Juicy Conversations was born. Um, so this podcast, unsurprisingly, after what I've just said, will be mainly centered around politics and society. Um, I guess the goal, and that's something that I've done, or at least I've tried to do through the articles I wrote and through my journalism, is pretty simple. I just want to start conversations, raise awareness, hopefully educate each other and make politics more accessible. I think a lot of the topics that come up with politics and social issues are so important, but they're not quite accessible as they should be. So hopefully this podcast can make them this much more accessible. Um, So we'll be covering stuff like the news, whether that's the top headlines or news that's not being covered as much, but I think or people around me think is important. We'll also be talking about obviously social and societal issues, feminism, racism, homophobia, just to state a few, because everyone knows there's a lot of things that are wrong with our world. Um, But also just life, adulthood, mental health, emotions, sex and sexuality nothing is off limit no topic is off limit the more taboo or the more tricky the conversation is the more i will be inclined to have it because yeah if we can just all be a bit more open-minded through these conversations and all learn from each other and each other's experiences that's literally the only thing i want um you can find me on instagram twitter facebook my social media is set up at Juicy Conversations or for Facebook, Juicy Conversations with Julie. Um, I'll be trying to bring conversations and take conversations further on there. So it won't be just just be me posting the podcasts that are out. Um, I'll be trying to raise awareness and educate on there too with the help of whoever has anything to say. And you can also get in touch with me if there's a subject, a topic you'd like me to cover or if you'd like to come on the podcast. And as for listening... You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, maybe not just yet, but I will be on eventually, and YouTube. Um, I'm going to be filming a lot of these podcasts, not all of them because it takes a lot of time, um, but a lot of them I will be trying to film. I know I love a good video podcast. I love watching a podcast rather than just listening to it. So yeah, most of the, the episodes, if not all, will be on YouTube and we'll have a video to accompany the audio. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So again... Welcome to this first episode! <laughs> For this first episode that is being recorded, I've got some of my favorite people in the world. I've got my four besties with me. Um, we're going to go around the table and all introduce ourselves and then we'll get into all the juicy topics, the juicy conversations we've had in store for you. Why don't you start us off? So yeah, I'm Alice and I study international economics and environment in Paris and yeah what about you (laughs) I'm Oriane I currently study Arabic in Paris um, and I also work in water governance hi I'm Anouk 
I do sociology and politics in Scotland, a very cold country. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't have a job. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Looking for one. Um, and I'm Eloise, and I just started working in a pharmaceutical company and started the adult world, adult life. <laughs> working girl. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be reflecting on 2020. <laughs> because, oh boy, oh boy, what a year it was. Uh, <laughs> Mental health has never been better. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of crying, a lot of reflecting, a lot of wondering what the hell we're doing. But, uh, but yeah, so guys, if you could describe 2020, I'm not even going to say three words. I'm going to say one word. That's what would it be? What would it be? <sighs> Annoying. My personal experience? Uh, whatever. You could, yeah. Everything. Okay, I'd say lesson. Lesson. Oh, <laughs> that's a plural. Nice that's a good word. That's a good word. <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. say roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking. Unexpected. Unexpected. Uh, unexpected. Yeah. Unprecedented. Precedented? Un- oh, yeah, the word unprecedented. Jesus, oh, we heard yeah. it so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say chaotic. I don't think it has to be in a bad way. Like lots of things are chaotic and still very nice, but it's been well, I don't think twenty twenty was that nice. It was something. <laughs> yeah. Something is a good word to describe it. <laughs> there were good things. There there were good parts, but yeah. I would say memorable, but not yeah. and probably <laughs> not in a <laughs> very good way. good way. It was history, yeah. yeah. History I think we're gonna talk yeah. about Historical. that in the history books. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll be telling our kids about twenty twenty. Yeah. Um yeah, it's been it's been a tough ride. We were talking about it just before we started the podcast. Um, I was saying how I almost made it through the year without a mental breakdown. And then Ooh. December hits and it was just a bit too much. <laughs> but I was thinking the other day in the shower. Like you're through. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time that you get to kind of reflect because life is just so intense. Yeah, life is um, really good. Yeah. In the shower, there's yeah. no like, outside Yeah, loud, loud music that masks any other noise going on. Just <laughs> boiling hot water on your body that kind of hurts, but it feels good. This is the only good. You're crying, but you don't know if it's the water or the tears. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> but I was thinking, like, what are my three most memorable or like my most memorable memorable moments whether it be good or bad and i thought well what a nice question for the podcast so here's our <laughs> second question three of 2020 yeah okay three moments anything yeah three to five like what were your most memorable <laughs> points moments? i have one i have them yeah go ahead i think the first memorable was in march when shit hit the fan yeah and it was panic everywhere we were mm. all going home we thought initially it would be for two weeks, kind of a short holiday, ended up being extended to eight months. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. How naive we were. <laughs> naive and innocent. Yeah. And it was just. Believing in the government. This is the shade I want to see on this podcast. This is it. Um. Yeah, it was just such a weird feeling that like you could see that everyone was panicking. But still, and, we were so clueless, though. And we were so clueless. <laughs> I also think it it allowed a lot of people to actually take a break, a forced break. And though, like, we had no idea what was going to happen the next day or the next time we'd look out the window, Mm. like, just taking a 
self-reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was, I think it was needed. It's just, everybody's lives were just so intense. I really, really needed that break. And I think the fact that we were clu- so clueless about the situation, that was almost kind of better. It shielded you from being scared because you could only be scared to a certain extent. You didn't know enough to just remain. Yeah. yeah. So you just kind of moved on, caught up on a lot of sleep, yeah. took yeah. care of my skin. Yeah. Yeah. lost some weight yeah. like it, w- it was nice getting it was yeah getting all that fitness yeah that we didn't know maybe could not. <laughs> literally it yeah. was it was good it was just good to like chill and focus on what's really important family and yeah. relationships with friends and just yeah. yourself we got You're... to catch up with people that we hadn't seen in a long time yeah, yeah. and we didn't think we were gonna see for a long time like we all pretty much all went back to our families mm. except anouk yeah. and for the good or the bad, we still like spend time with mm-hmm. them, and it had been a long time we hadn't been yeah. living with them. We got a lot of time with our parents school. for 20, 20 years. Oh, for the yeah, year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel also just like as a friend, like I, I, I saw on my phone, um, what was it like Hangout the app? Yeah, or no. something. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, house, house, house party. party. Yeah, 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 like okay, now it's so kind of fun. we laugh at it now because obviously we're not like excited oh, to yeah. go on another Zoom call or mm. FaceTime. Yeah. But at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought it was quite fun. Yeah, we to, like, even played inter- like werewolf on we the We were on it. But the thing yeah. is, like, we are also privileged. Yeah. But I feel like it does depend. Like, I I know I was always aware of it that I was in such a privileged situation because. Like, I lost my job because of the pandemic, but, like, both my parents were employed. I was still mm-hmm. living, at, and they didn't lose their jobs. I was living at home with them. Yeah? yeah. Oh. <laughs> Where were we? Okay, <laughs> we're back. We've had some technical issues, um, but we left off with Anouk saying that you reconnected with a lot of friends, and I was just saying that we're very privileged because, um, what was I saying? Yeah, like we we were living with our parents. We all get on with our families. Um, I don't think any of our parents really lost jobs or like really suffered from it. Not that I can remember. From COVID? Yeah, due to COVID and stuff like that. No, like I it, mean it was obviously I, harder for everyone. Harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we are in a privileged situation where yeah, I feel yeah, like definitely. the first the, the real problems that were associated with the pandemic, we were lucky enough to not have to deal with. Like, I know people who have had it. I, don't, I haven't lost anyone close to me due to COVID. So in that sense, I feel like it made it easier to enjoy lockdown because I feel like this is the narrative you see on social media all the time. Like, yeah, yeah take care of yourself. Exactly. And lockdown is the time to kind of reconnect with your soul. And it's, for some people, it's just not an option. Like, so many people still had to go to work. Yeah. So many people ha- got and the virus. Know, for some people, they were mourning. I yeah. Mean, yeah it's just- <laughs> literally so it wasn't that easy um for everyone and i think it wasn't a learning curve for everyone and it wasn't a time of self-care and of life being paused i think some people either didn't get a chance to pause their lives or really suffered from it so in that case i also feel like when i do complain about the pandemic i always feel almost bad because i feel like i'm in such a privileged situation and it's just like as students for example it's just like yeah we get classes online and exams are harder but we still have that pulling us through and at the same time sometimes I look at how the governments are handling the situation and help for example they're treating students and I'm just like 
realizing they they don't care we kind of have been forgotten so it's kind of been the year has been just a constant battle between feeling bad for complaining and then reminding myself that i have every right to be upset because not only has it been hard emotionally but also um yeah it's not easy for young people As it's a- not because you're not dying or knowing someone who's dying that you're not allowed to complain like there's this narrative i feel that you know people keep being like you need to remember that you're privileged and that you know you're not having it that hard like you need to compare yourself to other people and see that you're not like it's what you're going through isn't as bad as other people and then you're like well that's not the point because i feel bad about myself because i'm not having a great time also we but acknowledge- it's nothing compared to other people it doesn't mean that i'm not allowed to feel bad or anything yeah and we know that we're lucky and and the thing with privilege it's like that's the thing is you have to recognize your privilege not be ashamed of it and that's kind of like i feel the second theme of 2020 after yeah, the pandemic privilege just like with everything with the black lives matter and with the pandemic there's always some people who have it better than others and i feel like we've turned privilege into something you should be ashamed of and you should fight against when the real fight is just being aware of your privilege making sure that you use it and making sure that you're mindful when you're around people who don't have that same privilege but we've kind of turned it this year into something of like, well, you don't have a say or you're not allowed to feel this or experience this or say this because you have this privilege, yeah. which I feel is something we really all need to sit down and reflect on because we're not going to get anywhere if this is the narrative. Exactly. Keep having. Privilege should be something that's like taken advan- advantage of to yeah. make to better society and mm-hmm. to better other communities rather than just like a burden that you wear on on your shoulders mm. definitely day. so yeah learning curve learning, <laughs> learning. Lessons. Learning curve. No, lessons lessons lessons, lessons. <laughs> any Maybe other lessons. memorable moments apart from march <laughs> march when march. it all started kicking in uh we were talking about privilege we were lucky enough to have vacation that's what yeah. i was thinking yes this yeah. summer that was a memorable yeah yeah like, we had a summer that was a Honestly, break from covid i kind of hate saying it but it was one of the best summers ever because i i never thought we were gonna be able to go on holiday because yeah. we earned it like we really felt like we earned yeah yeah, it was yeah and we were lucky that like France opened up, yeah, and that we could travel, and mm, we knew that like we were still being safe amongst yeah. each other. Like we kind of, of created course. our own little bubble. Definitely, and we, I was just excited yeah. for that. It was like, we'll just go. Paris is a great city to be in as well. There's so many things to do, but then the fact that we actually got to get out of the city, celebrate, see each other, yeah. travel, rediscover the south of France, which is one of the best regions in the <laughs> world. It was yeah. great. It was really good. Um, Other yeah, memorable moment. We did make the most of this summer. And yeah. yeah, again, like we're lucky just because France is like such a such a beautiful country. There's so many yeah. things to do, so many different sceneries, yeah. and we just went through the south, and we didn't even do all of the south, but no, and it was, it was really so beautiful. It was so yeah, well. <laughs> Well, not transportation. Going from one side of France to the other (laughs) is uh, surprisingly complicated. I don't know how you did that. Yeah. I just followed. You took my tickets. COVID. It's just three months of not seeing anyone. It's like, yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll spend 13 hours in four different Flix buses. It's 36 degrees outside. But you took 24 hours to get to Italy, didn't you? I took the same time as you guys to get to Italy. And for you to get to... No, no because you, you took 24 hours, didn't you? Yeah. We took 12. We took 14. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, yeah, that's, that's still true. true. We, yeah, we left in the morning and got there in the evening. I was smiling the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it 
was more fun. Like I remember it being okay when no, I was of course. thinking about it leading up to it. I was like, we're gonna die. But we're that's the thing. We didn't it. have any expectations of this summer, like at all. Yeah, yeah. we everything. managed to be the five of us. It's been like what yeah, six years that we're planning a trip. We managed to do it under a world pandemic yeah, because yeah. that's. That's just how we it didn't happened. infect anyone because we were actually careful. No, we we were, we were always careful. careful. We didn't infect anyone. None actually, of us got COVID from the summer. Yeah, no, not from the summer. I never got COVID. Me neither. Anouk, hold on to the. I got it like first week of lockdown, and I was like, right, well, this is it then. But then I'm I feel just like gotten this over with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is done. Yeah. I told you that you can have it several times. Yeah. yeah and then, like, the worst part is you can still so. transmit it even after you've caught it because from the beginning of this pandemic, I didn't even care if I got it. Yeah. It's always been the I don't want to be spreading it. Like, yeah. I think it can be bad, but for us, it's got a really low chance of being that serious. So it's yeah. just really well, I don't want to have it, not be aware that I have it, and be transmitting it. Also, I knew you got it when we weren't really aware of yeah. what was going on. Like you were like, "I'm just sick." Yeah, yeah. 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 It was like, like when I was March. still writing my article passionately, yeah. and then you were like, "I think I got COVID." <laughs> I didn't know because I had the weird symptoms of like I couldn't smell or taste anything for like a week and a half. But that always happens to me anyways when I get a cold. So I just thought it's just it's. March and I have a cold doesn't make any sense but I'm sure it can happen and then like it lasted like for like a week and a half and I was like that's a bit long yeah. like, a little bit long yeah. and then I kept seeing these articles being like oh new new COVID symptoms you, like no taste no smell and I was like I think I just had COVID yeah. my partner had it my flatmate had like the same symptoms and I was like I think I think that's There's COVID, guys. There. Your flatmates got it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. There yeah. were like a cluster. Did, <laughs> did I tell you though? That's, um, that's, um, again, for people listening at home. Um, so my, my dad um, decided to go to Cameroon because uh, something I didn't say in my introduction, I'm part Cameroonian, part French. Um, and my dad is Cameroonian. So he decided to go to Cameroon in the middle of the pandemic which already is a great idea, but he didn't really have a choice. He had to go and he got COVID. So the day before he was supposed to get back on a plane to here where his, um, his family really, really needed him. <laughs> he got stuck in a two week quarantine in Cameroon, um, which sucked, but <laughs> oh, we're having other technical issues. I'm just going to ignore them. <laughs> But um, yeah, he got COVID, but he realized coming back that there's a possibility that he didn't actually get it and that they said he got it just to keep him in Cameroon for longer. What? Because basically he has a friend of his who... Yeah, no, we, because we were thinking about it. And the more we thought about the situation... So he was living with his sister and her son. Mm-hmm. Neither of them got it from him. They live together. That's kind of inevitable. Wait, but who told him that he had COVID? Did he just get a test and they were like, you've got COVID? Yeah. yeah. But like was it like a fake? Would have lied to make him stay. Um, well, I mean, it could be a false positive. It could, it could have been a false yeah. positive, but because the other tests he did were negative. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to throw shade and say anything bad. These are just hypotheses. <laughs> Allegedly, there, <laughs> there may be a possibility that he got a fake... Yeah negative because that's the thing you have to pay in Cameroon it's not a secu social it's like you, you have to pay when you go to the doctors and stuff like that the thing is like healthcare in France I feel like there's no system really in the world that's exactly like ours is no. there no 
So you have to call it. So I mean, my mom rarely. in South Africa had to pay 200 euros. Yeah. It's really. In Do you see how also they really might be inclined to make you stay? And for a blood test, like for a test. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Test. You, okay. you have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's the great. more people pay, the more money. It's like I was ca- I was calling my um, grandparents in the states. So as really, for those who don't know, I'm half French, half American. That's also something my, I forgot to mention. My mom is American. <laughs> Um, and so my grandparents live in the States, and I was calling my grandfather last week, asking about vaccinations and when he was planning on getting vaccinated, and then he was asking us what our healthcare provider was, because in the States, the schedule of when you get vaccinated is dependent on your mm-hmm. healthcare provider, and he just didn't understand that we didn't have a healthcare provider, mm-hmm. so he kept asking for legit like 40 minutes, like, who's your healthcare provider, <laughs> but I don't understand. Yeah. My taxes, government, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's you provide. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. Um, no, we have yeah. good healthcare. Yeah, we have great healthcare. Yeah. But that's the thing is, in Cameroon, it's not the case. So it's beneficial for them to have him stay. He had four tests done, so that's four times that he needs to pay um, for the consultation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better having a false negative than a false positive. Yeah, that's what's true. happening a lot yeah. between yeah, yeah, yeah. like in tourism too. Like I heard that. In, in our... No, you mean a, it's better to have a false positive than a false negative? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You said the other way around. Yeah, Maybe. Well, uh, just, just, well, just clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's better to have a false positive than a false negative. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, I think some people are messing with the tests um, in, in some countries. Really? It's not really that secure. No, I heard that. I, I think all over the news. I think it is. It, it is a legitimate thing because it's not just because it's not just my dad. If it's it, it yeah. happened to a friend of his, and if they're doing that to everyone that enters the country, that's going to be a lot of money, mm. just going. So if it were to be true, I mean, it also forces people to theories. be safer. Yeah. So yeah, if that's if that's the only way that people are actually going to take like social distancing measures seriously. I mean, I don't think it's a good. I don't way, think, but plus, it wasn't like, the motive. Like when he was there, nobody was wearing a mask apart from him. So it's like, really? it's not like social distancing is like the number one rule there. They're not being super, uh, super intense about it. So I think we don't know. Maybe he did actually get COVID. But also, my dad is fifty-one. He's healthy, but he's not the the healthiest person. Like he's had health issues. So the fact that he had no symptoms when I know people our age, like you and Luke, who had symptoms, still have them. It's not gone. No, it's not. <laughs> going to be there. I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't, but it's interesting to think that there, it, it could be a thing. I've heard it's a thing in, in a lot of countries mm, where yeah. they, they profit from the whole situation and they've made a market out of COVID tests That's and stuff like that. But also yeah, fake vintage. ones, like to, improve, like to still have tours. Exactly, exactly. Like that was the thing in Guadeloupe. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. made like false uh, negative. Yeah. So yes. that people could, could so just come in. Just so I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. It's, no, no, it's yeah, a possibility. It's a but it's interesting to see how the situation is being handled uh, yeah, yeah, worldwide. Yeah. How people can like, yeah, well, take advantage that of these like things. A strategy for yeah, some it's, uh, governments. Well, or to feed your population. I mean, yeah, and corruption as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To feed your pockets. <laughs> you know, yeah. all that. But yeah, so that's interesting. Any other memorable moments from 2020? No, but that's good. How's pharma going? How's uh, how's pharma under a pandemic? Yeah, pharma <laughs> is still relevant. Uh, actually, I was reading this positive article that um, a lot of people who really hated pharma previously are starting to trust the industry a bit more. 
um, with vaccines coming out, so that's a positive. Okay. Um, it's funny though. But there's a lot of pressure, I guess, because it's kind mm. of the make it or break it moment for yeah, the industry. Yeah. So definitely. I didn't know that so many people didn't trust pharma. It's crazy how people love to not trust it. Especially in France. Yes, in France. I actually was reading that that that's why vaccination, people don't want to get vaccinated so much in France. It's Mm -hmm. because there's such a distrust in pharma because it's associated to elite. Exactly. And French people hate elite. Yeah, okay. Well, lots of people hate the elite. But like, the thing is, France, from what I've seen and I know, uses so much medication. Yeah, we're, what's the word? Dermophobes? I don't know. Hypochondriacs? Yeah, French are like one of the highest hypochondriac populations. That's the thing. French people have so much ease whenever they have anything a tiny bit wrong, like a tiny bit headache from a hangover, to just pop a little pill to feel better. So I don't understand how we don't trust pharma, yet we honestly consume so much medication. I mean, a lot of people don't, but yeah. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, we're not going into detail because next week's episode will be much less chaotic, just like 2020. (laughs) And uh, we'll be really going into vaccine safety. Um, But yeah, to finish us off, um, no, I was going to go back to my my favorite, my favorite and least favorite thing about 2020, which is Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah. Because I think, yeah. I think it's yeah one of the most one of the most important things for me in my year one of the most um heartbreaking life-changing powerful beautiful anything moments that I've seen in my life um and yeah I think if we're going to talk about lessons we learn a lot just from these these protests I think it was like one of the hardest moments of my life like it was the first time that I realized I've realized my blackness for a while. I'm mixed race, so it's always been even harder. And I've I've only grown up in Europe. So it's always been very hard to kind of juggle the double identity. But I realized my blackness more than ever this year. And I also realized how much um, the West doesn't like black people and doesn't include us just through little things. And how much a country like France, which I, I associate and relate to so much doesn't doesn't include and doesn't want to include me and i think yeah those are all valuable lessons i think 2020 taught us just how racist we all still are how much work needs to be done how not woke we are but also how stereotypically anti-racist we can be like so many people are doing things like posting a black square on Green. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All, All wrong. wrong. And there's a lot of whitewashing and white splaining and things like that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's. that's if anything, a topic I think it taught us that it taught a lot of people to understand that there was a problem. Yeah. Not necessarily actually pinpointing what the problem is no, or where yeah. it stems from. But I think a lot of people actually realized that there was a problem, which is kind of mind blowing that we had to wait until 2021 mm. for that. 2020, sorry, for that to happen. But positive steps. Small steps. But this yeah. movement isn't like it's finished. been yeah, yeah. First of all, it's not finished, but it's not the mm-hmm. first uh, yeah, yeah, movements yeah. we've seen like this year. Mm. It's been it like it began Yeah, I feel like people before. are more, more outspoken now. And the thing is now we have the yeah. the kind of the trauma porn element. Um trauma porn being <laughs> Not like a Pornhub subcategory. It's just like yeah, the art. Yeah, 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 yeah. The art. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> let's go to porn now. Yeah. Um, no, trauma porn is when well, George Floyd's death is yeah. a 
perfect example of trauma porn is when you put out very um, shocking, mm-hmm. sometimes disgusting images yeah. to try and either it it can be with a good or a bad intention, either to raise awareness mm-hmm. or to make a point. But trauma porn, there's a really good article on uh, Insight. Asset editor-in-chief, um, who's also a friend of mine, wrote an article about trauma porn. I would really, really, really advise that everyone reads it. But yeah, trauma porn, I think, does have a lot of negatives. But um, that's the element that came into the BLM movement this that's year. Yeah. Is like I've never seen something more upsetting than George Floyd's yeah, death yeah, yeah, exactly. ever in my life. Like it's emphasized. It's it's so horrible. Much. And although I don't think that this video, I don't know if I agree with this video being broadcasted and being shown so much. Like honestly, I genuinely almost got sick watching it from just like the lack of humanity. Like I physically felt sick. I've like cried. I felt upset watching videos, but here I felt like I was gonna pass out. I felt like I was gonna throw up everywhere. It was just literally gut wrenching. And I think that's what was a game changer. Even though for his own privacy, I don't think it was great that it was out there. But everyone's seeing that. It's like, you can't watch that video and then claim that racism doesn't exist or that police brutality is okay or stuff like that. It created exposure on police brutality, but even here in France. So many, like my my cousins who are like 15 years old, like Mm. now they share videos about police brutality happening in France. Exactly. Because it's not only in the US, it's everywhere. That people are convinced that it happens elsewhere and not here. And the thing is, people are convinced that it is um, it is isolated issues when really it's a systemic problem. It's not some bad police officers. It's the system that is not built greatly. Exactly. And it's not some police officers are racist. It's the police, in my opinion, has too much power, too much power, too much freedom and too much protection. And I think it made it really, really obvious because... Not only was George Floyd's death traumatizing for anyone who's followed that story, but also everything that came out of it made us realize like, oh my God, this really isn't an isolated event. And the fact that it was just after, uh, it was Ahmed Arbery's death and just before, yeah, Breonna yeah, Taylor's. So many it was yeah, just, I mean, and people just felt like, okay, now I'm going to talk about yeah. this. And we realized like this literally happens Everything. weekly, if not daily. Yeah. And daily. And I think that's what was upsetting, but also beautiful is like, I feel for me, there was a long time of just like pain and a lot of sadness. Like I talked about it with my dad so much. I cried about it a lot. I cried with my sisters because there is really this thing where you, you sort of don't feel safe. And this is coming from someone who's never been like, I've never been a victim of racism, like outright to my face. I've never been um, said no to anything because of my skin color, but it was so traumatizing because you feel unsafe and you also feel ignored But then there was also this thing of like, oh my God, things are moving and people are listening and people are willing to listen to us, which is also a first. They're willing to help, willing to show their support. Like all the BLM protests, which had so many people who weren't African or African-American or mixed race, so many people from so many different cultures just was really a beautiful thing to see. And that's where I got, I think that's one of the main things of 2020 is it was such a traumatic and difficult year. But also I think a lot of people are more than ever willing, especially our generation, to change things. A lot of awareness came out from yeah, 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 like, yeah. awareness but for the A BLM movement, but also for many other things like sexism or Islamophobia. Yes. Uh, climate change. Yeah. Like a lot of that came up. Uh, and I think that's a good part of 2020. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, definitely good part. Awareness. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good thing. And I feel like it really, the pandemic, we were all at home. We had nothing else to do but to read the news and read all the scandalous things happening everywhere. So And also yeah. ask ourselves what we feel about it. You were faced with it. You, you didn't have any time to do anything a else. A lot of people never had to question it. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. you know, you obviously had to mm-hmm. at some point in your life. But yeah. a white cisgender person doesn't necessarily have to ask her or himself those questions. So... Or themselves, but um, that's the thing. Like it's raising awareness, but even like being part of yeah. that of and the change it's, of the yeah. change. Exactly. But for yourself, we because we're educated, but there's never, there's never, there's no boundaries to your education. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. and we're ignorant can, on a lot of topics. Yeah. So. yeah, Definitely. So that's the thing. We learned a lot. That's why. I think lessons is a good word. Definitely. <laughs> we need to just shut up, take it in. Exactly. And think. And think. Really think like, how does this make Reflect. me feel? How can I change it? Yeah, yeah. And that was really good. And... Learning to listen. Just definitely. definitely. And listen yeah. to the people who know. Just admit that, okay, right now I don't know what I'm talking... Because yeah. the thing is, we had BLM and then we had Pride happening at the same time. I feel like Black Lives Matter was so perfect because it was one marginalized group that was like, enough. And started screaming for their rights. It's been happening for ages, but this yeah. again because we were all at home watching. Mm-hmm. The momentum was unprecedented. Like we've never seen that before, I think. Yeah. And then we had Pride just after that. And then in November we had Islamophobia Awareness Month and stuff like that. And every minority was like, "Okay, now it's my turn." Mm-hmm. And the rest of us just turned and were like, "Okay, now we're listening." Mm-hmm. Like I know, for example, I'm heterosexual yeah, and cisgender, so I was talking about Black Lives Matter. And then during Pride. That's where I take a step back, listen, and just take it all in. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to apply what you're saying to my battle. And I feel like all minorities also came together and were like, well, look, we're kind of all fighting for a different version of the same stuff. And then people who are less marginalized were just so willing to learn because we're like, okay, finally we see it and we're sorry. And we're going to try and be with you from now on. I think that was, that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not only bad things. Humanity. Humanity. We saw a lot of lack of humanity, but yes. we saw a lot of humanity in 2020. Yeah. The other side of the coin, right? Like, you see bad stuff, but exactly. you also see good stuff. Exactly. You just have I mean, to there's what you want to focus on. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see, because we're obviously surrounded by a lot of educated people. And yeah. And a lot of people. open-minded people. And open-minded people. That's more important. Exactly. So we need to see Not how like it goes. Everywhere, mm. We can make progress in our own community, then. Definitely. Let's hope for others. And so now, speaking of progress, we move on to 2021 resolutions, thoughts, uh, <laughs> because so far, not so good. <laughs> first week of January is so messed up that I don't think we need resolutions for the year. We need resolutions for Life. the next week of our lives because we can never plan what goes on past that. I don't do resolutions. I don't like them because I just... My no, my resolution is to stop making resolutions and stop over okay. like giving myself <laughs> so many goals all the time that I never fulfill because I don't have time or I'm too lazy or whatever. Because having resolutions makes me feel bad about myself and I don't like it, so I don't do resolutions. See, I'm the opposite though. Yeah, I'm the opposite I like the structure that it brings to my brain. I like writing things down. I started doing resolutions after having a bad, uh, bad period with my mental health. We'll say. And it really, really helped kind of put my thoughts together, see what mattered. And then I don't look at them at all. I just do whatever I want to do for the whole year. And then it's funny looking back on them because there's a lot that I will have accomplished. But when I'm doing it, I'm never thinking, oh, this was on my list. And then seeing it on my list, I'm like, oh, funny that in Jan I wanted to do that. And in August I actually did. Mm. 
mm-hmm. I'll have things that I haven't done, but also things that I have done that I didn't put on my list. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice way to start the year, kind of. And yeah. I feel like it's broadening. Like a lot of my resolutions this year, it's just like educate myself more and like do more journalism and be more be more active be more starting this podcast was one of my resolutions and just try to try to broaden my horizons and broaden my open-mindedness and i think those are good resolutions and there's no time pressure or like self self self-care pressure on those like just trying to be a better person that's what my friend said matt fry in his podcast which gave me the idea for this one he said like my main resolution is just to be a better person and i thought like that's I think you really sold the the thing of like the habit of making resolutions to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first year of my I mean, life yeah. I'm I kind of forced you to do it. But... <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. I was trying to be politically yeah. correct. <laughs> no, yeah, it's good. I have resolutions that I'm keeping them for now. Yeah. So far. So far so we'll good. We'll see how it goes. But good. So far, so good. So far, so good. I don't really have resolutions, honestly. I'm not like Anouk. I'm not as extreme <laughs> you are intense. intense not extreme but yeah intense uh i just uh you know go with the flow and um See where the wave takes me yeah if i yeah no if i'm like if i want to engage in something i will do it eventually and uh yeah but no definitely try to be a you know, in a positive vibe. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. I think that's positive everyone's goal. Yeah. And especially in our times, be and a happier person. Yeah, just I take the positive nicer, out yeah. of everything. It mm. sounds so cliche, but honestly, no, but maybe right. we yeah. need it yeah. <laughs> these days. So yeah, we definitely need it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, we're quite a positive bunch. Yeah. <laughs> bunch. Well, you, well. Should, you should see our <laughs> group chat. <laughs> No, but I feel like we used to complain a lot more than we do now. We've yeah, that's to... actually one Maybe of because we've, we've grown. Yeah, we've grown. Because we've we were like yeah. 17, 16. We've, we've learned to check our privilege. Yeah. Like oh my god, so woke. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that word. I've said it too much in this podcast. Do. I'll never say it again. So I'm done. Woke. But yeah, do you have any last comments before we end this? How long is it? Oh, it's not too long, actually. That'll be that'll be okay. Since we have twenty minutes of tech problems. Props. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved this experience. I feel yeah. like yeah. yeah. I mean, I was very stressed. <laughs> yeah, I was actually really stressed, but then it turned out to be a you forget good conversation. Yeah, you just forget. Camp. But yeah, I'm so glad that you guys were my first guests. Thank you guys for being on the first episode with me. You'll see Thanks these girls. Inviting us. Oh, sorry. What did what did you want to say? Will you invite us again? Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, you will be seeing these girls again many, many times. All right, cool. Um, you will be hearing my voice a lot more, um, unfortunately, we for love, you guys. We, we love beautiful love. We waited for it. And so yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be seeing you next week or the week after. It's going to be amazing. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.